2: now
4: Good evening, everyone. And as always, welcome back to another episode of Red Pill News Live. Tonight, we've got a lot to talk about, but I think we're going to have to primarily discuss the impending return of President Trump to New York City. Now, I. I, I can hear you in the chat. Somebody already told me they didn't like the name of the show. There are character limits and how many words you can put into a title. Surrender is a legal term. President Trump is going into the Manhattan District Attorney's office tomorrow to submit to the authorities that are charging him with these bogus charges. So in the legal sense of the definition, yes, President Trump is surrendering to authorities. But Very quickly after that, he's going to be back out and he's going to be back on the campaign trail unless the authorities can do something to stop him from being able to speak out on the injustice that has been done to him and continues to be done to him. Do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn. We're going to be right back after this. All right, good evening and welcome back. First of all, let me just get something off my chest. I want to make sure that we are all on the same page. Someone in the chat just asked me not to black pill. I am probably the last person on planet Earth that will ever black pill. Uh, I am unblack pillable. I have been involved in conspiracy research and the research of corruption and public officials for virtually my entire life. So I am already fully aware of how evil and broken this system is. And I still come to work every single day and I try to present the news to you guys in as happy, uh, carefree, and uh, in an optimistic sense as I possibly can. I need you to stop thinking with your emotions and start thinking logically. Logically. When I say think logically, that's in regard to the use of the word surrender. There is nothing implied with that. It is a legal term that means submitting yourself to the authorities. Uh, President Trump is doing that. I am making no judgments about what's happening or how it's happening. But since you asked, let's go ahead and uh, and take it from there. So. Patriots are in control. This is a phrase that people think uh, is often uh, applicable. And many people, myself included, believe that what is happening right now is exactly what President Trump wants to happen. So uh, although President Trump has driven This scenario to become the reality that we see in front of us, although there is an element of control taking place behind the scenes to ensure that these evil and corrupt public officials will perform the acts that the good guys want them to. uh, The idea of being in control is kind of nebulous from my perspective, uh, because Alvin Bragg, in my opinion, is not under the control of Donald Trump. I do think Alvin Bragg and George Soros and any of the people who are trying to destroy President Trump, uh, they actually hate him. Um, I don't think that they are being told, hey, guess what? Go out there and persecute President Trump so the world can see it and then we'll expose you. No, I think that they're exposing themselves because they are so evil Uh, They are so obsessed with power and uh, with control of the people, uh, with the destruction of the United States. They truly want these things, and they perceive Donald Trump and the American people as the one thing standing in the way of their utter control and domination of this country and planet Earth. They truly want this country to fail. Now, we may want the system to fall because the system is broken, but they want America to fall so that they can build something else in its place. We want a restoration of America. It's like the argument between reactionaries and revolutionaries. They both want change, but they want it for different reasons, and they want to go about it in different ways. Uh, President Trump, I believe, knows full well that the indictment that has been handed down by the New York grand jury will galvanize the support of his base and anyone out there with a semblance of brain cells, with a just minimum bare level IQ and intelligence. Because you look at what's happened, you look at the charges, you look at the attempts over and over and over again. It's very clear that this is a persecution of a man. This is the worst possible example of what can happen when a legal system, the Justice Department, when the local prosecutor has been corrupted to the point where they are driven by one thing and one thing only. And that in this instance is to destroy Donald Trump. So they are doing what they will do to make sure that happens. It's like a dog chasing a bone or a dog chasing a car or a dog in heat chasing another dog in heat. They are driven singularly by that drive within them, and they don't care what happens. They don't care how it gets there. They're unable to see the future. They're unable to recognize that the actions they're taking will be their own undoing. I hope that that makes sense, you guys, because this is what I believe will happen. President Trump will submit to the authorities tomorrow. He will allow himself to be arraigned and he will walk out. Now, I guarantee you that someone in the police department or in the prosecutor's office is going to leak that mugshot because they will take a mugshot. Okay, they're going to go through the whole thing. They will not allow President Trump the dignity of not being photographed by the police and given a number and all of that stuff, okay? He might, they might even make him spend a couple hours in jail just to try to humiliate him, but it won't work because Donald Trump cannot be blackpilled either. Donald Trump cannot have his dignity erased. Donald Trump exists in a level over and above every single one of these scumbags These people care about one thing, destroying POTUS. But because that's all they care about, they can't see the forest for the trees. They are unable to gather the full complement of information that will allow them to make a logical and objective choice and decision. In this case, they can't think logically because they're driven by hate. They're driven, perhaps, by their own fear. They're driven by emotion. Take the emotion out of it. We don't need emotion when we're dealing with this situation because emotion will get you in trouble. Emotion will cause you to black pill. Emotion will stop you from being able to see and recognize everything that is going on. I need all of you at that 40,000 foot view. Okay, right now, I believe Donald Trump is exactly where he wants to be. What has happened since they leaked that he was going to be uh, indicted. We have no idea who this quote unquote leak came from. Could have come from somebody in the Manhattan District Attorney's office or could have come from somebody in Trump's own legal team because who has it benefited since this announcement came out? Well, certainly it hasn't benefited the Manhattan District Attorney. Certainly it hasn't benefited uh, the Democrats or any of Donald Trump's potential Republican contenders come November 2024, he is still the front runner in the Republican race for president in 2024. He's raised $7 million since this information was leaked. $7 million. And that's not showing any signs of slowing. Meanwhile, it turns out that the Democrats. <laughs> The Democrats are likely getting all of their money, all of their money, every single dollar from the same scam that James O'Keefe revealed on O'Keefe Media Group the other day. I almost said Project Veritas and I had to stop myself. (laughs) The boxing cat. Well, you know, here's the thing. Uh, I, I would imagine that it would be an impossibility for President Trump, to be forced to spend any time in jail. But I don't hold it past these people. They will do. I'm not saying he's going to be in Gen Pop. Okay. But they'll probably put him in a holding cell. So that somebody can snap a photo. And at the end of the day. That'll be good for us. That'll be good for Trump. Because it's going to be a representation. Of how broken. And corrupt this system is. You locked up. You indicted. You indicted. A former president. How dare you? (laughs) How dare you? You indicted a former president. You put a former president behind bars for what? For crimes that nobody else wanted to process because they weren't actually crimes, because there was no evidence of wrongdoing. The only reason that these indictments exist, we haven't seen the indictments yet, but likely what they're about, uh, have been only created through a series of of legal and mental gymnastics that Alvin Bragg has uh, completed behind the scenes. There is no there there, there is no crime, okay? And so I think that they want to humiliate and denigrate President Trump. How humiliating would it be if President Trump wasn't who he was, okay? Let's just say, because the reason I say this, is because President Trump, I believe, wants this to happen, because it's the only way to fully expose them. Now, if President Trump was, say, the the CEO of, uh, I don't know, like the the most successful company in America, but he crossed Joe Biden and the Democrats, and so the Democrats decided that they were going to uh, charge him with something and arrest him so that they could, uh, you know, knock him down a peg. Sure, they would... Throw behind bars for five minutes. Oh, wait here, Mr. President, while we process your paperwork. You know, uh, it's going to be whatever they want to do. I don't put anything past them. And I think that somebody very easily could walk by and say, oh, you know, click, 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 click. Take a look at that. Take a look at that. the president behind bars. And then that gets out, goes all over Politico and NPR. And then it gets into our hands and we start memeing it. We start creating symbols of resistance out of this horrific photograph of our president behind bars, this memory that has been burned and etched into each and every one of our minds, something more akin to political persecution you see in Venezuela or Brazil or some other banana republic, but not in America. No, once the memers get a hold of it, it becomes legend. And every single possible Republican voter has now been galvanized to ensure, to ensure that they not only run to the polls, that they speed to the polls and that they support Donald Trump, not only that they vote, but that they actively work to educate the public about Every piece of good legislation that Donald Trump helped to pass through, every policy that he ever came up with, every example of how the country was running along humming at, you know, on all 12 cylinders until Joe Biden came into office. Think about how many Democrats who see what's going on and who recognize that, gosh, I might not have liked Trump personally, but even I can see That this is political persecution. Even I can see that my life was so much better under Donald Trump. So what's the choice that we have? Do you vote for Joe Biden, who you know is going to continue to sink your 401k, probably get your company bankrupted? Uh, In in continuing to increase prices on daily food staples, continuing to increase the cost of gas because he won't allow anybody to drill it and he won't be able to buy it from half the world very soon. Uh, Are you going to vote for that person who I guarantee you will make your life hell even worse than it is now? Or are you going to take a chance and uh, go back to the person that you know was running the country well on top of the fact that. You now learn that he did nothing wrong and he's been politically persecuted. So what do you want? Do you really want America, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? Or do you want the socialist states of America, which are now going to be run under the headline of woke ideology and uh, CRT garbage? What do you think? <laughs> All right. Uh Nels says, don't even want to go there. To me, it's not remotely close to being a good thing. No matter what the man deserves, far more respect than that. Oh, listen, have you ever found yourself in a situation where your mother says, hey, you've got lemons, make lemonade, okay? I want each and every one of you to think about your own personal life and the trials and tribulations that you go through on a daily basis, Is every experience that you have something pleasant? Does every single thing that happened to you in your life seem like it's exactly what you want at the moment that it happens? Or do you oftentimes find out later that the information you learn as a result of those tough situations serves you better in the future and maybe even helps you in some way that was previously unrecognizable? Of course, It is disrespectful and horrific that Donald Trump would be potentially thrown in jail, that he's even been indicted. But can you expect any less from a corrupt and broken system that, you know, they talk about systemic issues, okay? The United States in a systemic way is broken and fundamentally needs to change, all right? And I know it's tough. All right. But like, you know, I take these slings and arrows, President Trump said, you know, they are after us. He is standing in the way. President Trump would gladly stand in the way if it meant that we could save America. Okay, if I was given a choice, I mean, think about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, father, take this from me. I don't want to do this. I don't know if I'm supposed to do this. Why do I need this burden? You know, And God let Jesus know that, you know, he needed him to do that. He needed him to die on that cross. Jesus didn't understand it in that moment. All right. If somebody came to you and said, you know, I'm sorry, you're going to have to suffer some awful indignity. But because of that indignity, you're going to be responsible for saving the nation. I, I think a lot of you would do it. All right. Now, here's the other thing. And this is even more important. Every single criminal politician in the United States that is cheering on the indictment of Donald Trump has opened themselves up to criminal prosecution. So I hope that everyone here can understand the implications of what's been done to Donald Trump. Because now that they have they have called open season on anybody, anywhere, for anything, crime or not. Now, sit back and think about how many cities, how many counties there are, how many state attorney generals, how many prosecutors do we have all across America? And how many of them are interested in prosecuting real criminals? Now, it hasn't happened yet, but every single one of them now has the OK. Essentially, they've been co-signed because of Alvin Bragg and the federal, uh, the uh, the DOJ supporting it. They are now open to file charges against whomever they want. And I can think of 10, 15, 20, 25 Democrat politicians who have definitely, like proof positive, broken the law. And should have been charged with something. Uh, You know, you can probably think of even more than that. But all of them are now available to get charges on their own. So you're going to have city prosecutors. You're going to have county prosecutors. You're going to have state's attorneys general. All of those various legal entities, hopefully, are going to take a look at the crimes that have been committed. And they're going to go after the real criminals. It's a boomerang. Take a look. Take a look at the photograph that I created for this this thumbnail right here. President Trump walking out of Trump Tower, and he's holding a boomerang. And that boomerang is covered in blood. It's covered in blood because it has swung around and it's hit President Trump's enemies in the back of the head. It will. Hasn't yet. This is a a metaphor here. uh, But it's a metaphor for crime and punishment, so here we go. the justice system needs the balls to expose them absolutely. The justice system is not some monolithic entity though that's why i I, I made the point to call attention to the fact that you have legal entities at a number of different levels inside the system here in the United States we've got. The cities, we've got counties, we've got states, we've got federal at the DOJ. All right, there is ample opportunity. And if they want to fight fire with fire, then we're going to be playing in the exact same way. Okay, so I think that's enough on that subject. I hope that you guys understand where I'm at and, you know, why I have uh, uh, kind of couched it in this way. Um, It may not be easy, and I'm I'm not trying to tell you that it will be. I don't think it's going to be easy for President Trump either. I think that they're going to make it as difficult as they possibly can. But he knew going into this, he knew that if he was going to save America, it was going to require blood, sweat, and tears. Okay, And the same is being asked of every single one of us. Okay, we have got to be willing to stand in the gap in the exact same way so that we can all help save this nation. Now, getting back to the idea of President Trump and his incredible fundraising efforts, have you seen additional ads for for Trump? Have you seen people asking for money? No. You know, any other Democrat politician, if an indictment would have come up like this, they would have been sending out emails and fundraising calls and saying, oh, my gosh, your support is more important now than ever. No. President Trump gets the bulk of his support from people like us, from average, everyday people, the voters, okay? The people who show up. The people who want to save this nation. And the announcement of his incoming indictment has garnered him a massive uptick in not only support at the polls, he is leaps and bounds ahead of anybody else out there, Democrat or Republican, but also at the fundraising efforts. Now, he hasn't asked for extra money as a result of this. People are just giving it because they see, because they understand how important it is to overcome this failed and broken system. Now, people support President Trump, but it's 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 money runners and corporations and the cartels that support the democrats. So the other day we talked about O'Keefe Media Groups uh discussion of their investigation into fundraising that was coming from Act Blue. Turns out that all of these people who were elderly and unemployed, uh people who were disabled and unable to work um you know just generally people who don't have a lot of money their names were being used over and over and over and over again to make small single donations to act blue which of course then went on to the democrat party we're talking tens of thousands of dollars hundreds of thousands of dollars in some instances act blue was also the agency that was working as a money front for blm all of that money that came in That was supposed to go to BLM. It actually went into the coffers of the Democrat Party. Now, is it just that they're greedy? Or is it that they don't have any support? I mean, it's both. Let's be honest. But it's important because it means that nobody votes for Democrats. Why? Because their policies are bad. Why are their policies bad? I don't know. Check your bank account. Check your fridge. Talk to your kids. See how they're doing. Talk to your neighbors. Everybody's hurting. Okay. Everybody is hurting. Except the Democrats. The Democrats are just raking it in hand over fist. With the uh the, the burning down of America, they funneled so much money through Act Blue and into the DNC. A gigantic money laundering operation, again, probably coming from cartels, definitely coming from people who uh had already hit their campaign limits. But uh let's take a look here. Back in two, 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 hold on. Oh, there is I'm shook. Okay, here it is, here it is, here it is. Uh this is an example of the Act Blue donations uh that were being made. We have a number of different individuals but uh you can see when you look up who donates to what organization it'll tell you if they're a person or if they're a corporation or an entity or something like that and you can search for individual names we did it the other day I checked my own name I didn't find myself in there thank god Uh, But I'm sure that it's different for other people. Now, you can see if you do find your name in there, you might see that you have been listed as donating over and over and over again. Now, if you've never donated to a Democrat, there is a high potential that your data has been stolen. Maybe somebody is using your your identity to donate to the Democrats. And if that's true, then you need to check it out. You need to make sure that it's not happening. Here's something that a lot of people are not really focusing on. What are the odds that Alvin Bragg is actually going to be able to successfully bring a conviction against Donald Trump? Personally, I think the odds are very, very low. All this is going to do is further indicate the broken nature of our system. It's going to show that Alvin Bragg was reaching... Alvin Bragg, who's directly supported by George Soros. We know this. We've known this. This has happened many, many times. But the left wing media, as we can see here in USA Today, they understand what's at stake. Okay, so let's say Alvin Bragg brings these indictments against Donald Trump. What did I say? It opens the door for indictments against anybody, any politician who might have broken the law. And a lot of them do. Now, if they don't get a conviction, well, then all they've done is open the door. See, they're taking a big chance. This is like the Hail Mary pass in the last few seconds of the game. They just threw a Hail Mary by indicting Donald Trump. And the only way they get that touchdown is if they can successfully get a guilty verdict. I don't think they're going to. They're not going to be able to. So that means that they're going to fumble in the end zone at the last possible second. And there will be no opportunity for them to try it again. Because after that, President Trump will be reelected. And then he will have a mandate to fix and clean up the government in whatever way we see fit. And I have a lot of ideas. Let me tell you. So. This case, again, alleges that Donald Trump improperly paid Stormy Daniels $130,000. Let's talk about the facts. It's already been investigated. A number of other prosecutors and the FBC all said that it's not a crime. There was no crime here. So we're not bringing any charges. So now Alvin Bragg is going to be forced to prove in court that Donald Trump made these payments. And who is he going to have as a witness? He's going to have Michael Cohen, a convicted perjurer who already went on record and said that he doesn't have the evidence to show that Donald Trump did anything illegal. So people who understand the law are not worried about Donald Trump being convicted. I think they are worried about the possible impact this is going to have on his popularity. And that impact will be that President Trump will be more popular than ever. And that will mean that in 2024, he will have an even greater share of the votes than ever. And if they're going to take him out, well, then that means that they're either going to have to assassinate him or they're going to have to cheat with everything they have in their arsenal. But they've tried to assassinate him before and they've been unsuccessful. President Trump understands this. He is well protected. He's not going to be in any danger whatsoever. And right now, as we speak, Counties and states are going through the arduous process of shoring up our election system so that by the time we get to 2024, all of the methods and implementations that were put in place for the 2020 election and then subsequently 2022 will no longer be there. And President Trump will win because he has the majority of the votes. What sports did I play growing up in Michigan? I played soccer, football, uh, and then, I mean, soccer, a.k.a. football, if you're European. And then I played basketball. Um, And I skated. I skateboarded. I never played football. I could never never throw a football for whatever reason. Okay, so basically tomorrow after the arraignment, we'll get a look at the indictment. and, And we'll have a better idea. Of what they are claiming President Trump did. And I, I pretty much guarantee you guys that it's all gonna be a nothing burger. Because if there was something there, a better prosecutor than Alvin Bragg would have already found it out. And they would have already brought charges. But instead they've declined to do it on a number of occasions. Uh T Sevy says, I'm confused with the Act Blue issue. Did they actually steal thousands of dollars from these people's accounts? If so, how do you not know that thousands of dollars over a year is missing? No, 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 no. Okay. So Act Blue is an organization that accepts donations on behalf of the DNC, on behalf of political candidates, uh, and on behalf of organizations like BLM. So when you donate, to ActBlue, or let's say you want to donate to the DNC, God forbid, so you have to do it through ActBlue. So you actually call ActBlue. ActBlue puts you into their database as a person with your information, uh, also with your payment info, and then they give your money to that organization on behalf of you. Oftentimes, what they'll do is they'll put it into big chunks and, uh, and then give it to them like that. But no, the money was not directly taken from people's accounts. The donations were just made in the names of people who had previously donated because those people were already on record as being a past and potential future donor for whatever the left-wing cause was. Now, it doesn't mean that throughout the course of these donations – that some people didn't have money stolen from them or that their credit cards hadn't necessarily been compromised. But I would say for the majority of those individuals and certainly the ones that James O'Keefe spoke with, those people had just money that was donated in their names uh, because they all appeared to be living on a fixed income, Um now, uh, the loca- the actual source of the money that's being laundered through ActBlue in small amounts in other people's names, that's a real question for the ages, isn't it? Because for every single one of those donations, say uh, that elderly woman who had been listed as donating like $180,000, but all she ever knew was that she had donated $10 or whatever – Every single one of those transactions is going to be pegged to a form of payment. Now, is it coming from a single credit card account or a single bank account, which has laundered money in it and then is funneled through each of these names? Is it coming from unique cards that have been opened in these people's names? Are gift cards, are like Visa debit cards that can be reloaded? so that they don't even have to be attached to anybody's names. Are those thought is being used? I don't know, but we haven't actually seen all of that data yet. Tricia says, I pray that after the voting system is cleaned up, that all the Democrats and rhinos who've been in Congress for way too long will be voted out of office. I certainly hope so. I certainly hope so, Tricia. All right, you guys, we have to take a break for the second half of the show. We're going to be right back after this. All right, so uh, just checking out the chat. Uh, Trisha said, I saw a guy on Facebook, a black guy uh, who said he doesn't even like Trump, but as a result of all this, he's going to be voting for him. Why? Because he knows that there is no other alternative because he has seen how corrupt and broken everything is and how it needs to change. And it's certainly not going to change under the current regime. Now, Freya and the boys also said that, yes, President Trump did ask for money. Well, I am signed up for marketing emails from President Trump and I didn't get any new requests for money. So, you know, I guess what I'm saying is that he's not like uh, harping on it 24 seven and saying, you know, I need your money, I need your money, I need your money, Um uh, you know, I, I I would imagine that uh, business continued as usual in terms of his fundraising asks. But if you're saying that he asked for more money, well, you know, then that's fine. Uh, but I think that the seven million dollar jump is not commensurate with uh, a single ask of funds. So one of the things that I had wondered, and I'm sure you may have as well is you know, um, what was the reaction of President Trump in, and the Trump family? when they learned that Alvin Bragg was going to be bringing charges with this New York Manhattan grand jury. And let me just say this. If you guys are going to murder someone, I hope you do it in New York City, because that way at least you'll know you'll get away with it. At least you know that nobody's going to investigate it. Uh, You better not try to ensure that a porn star blackmails you does or is unable to blackmail you, if you do that, you are screwed. But if you murder someone or you execute a young woman on the street or if you paralyze someone because you throw them to the ground or you push somebody onto some subway tracks, you're probably going to be fine. Let's go ahead and listen to this clip from Eric Trump talking about where he was and what happened when he learned about news of this indictment. And guys, I have to tell you, people in this country understand it. I was on a plane. I was on a commercial flight when, when this whole indictment broke. People were coming up to me, giving me hugs. The support is unbelievable out there because people understand that we've literally become a banana republic, that they've they've made a mockery out of our, our legal system in this yeah. country. So, justice. And, and- so let me just say this, you know, I mean, imagine how pissed off you are a Trump supporter, die hard Trump supporter. You voted for him in 2016. You voted for him in 2020. You were watching live with us on election night when they stole the election. You've been watching every single day as they do everything in their power to try to destroy Trump and stop him from running for president in 2024. Think about how pissed you are. And then think about all those people who are just waking up. And as they wake up and recognize this is the straw that broke the camel's back, they then... Through the context of this new lens, look back on everything we were paying attention to and tracking for the last six years, eight years. Now they go back and look at each and every one of those things and they say, good God. Remember my neighbor, Trisha was telling me about how the deep state wanted to get Donald Trump? Well, good Lord, it looks like they actually were. Ziva, 95 it says, I wish those vote blue, low income folks could demand a refund and get all the money fraudulently donated in their name. That would be great. That would be great. The only thing is that uh I, w- I have to believe that those donations were not made in a form of payment that would be associated with that person's name in any fashion. But yes, uh, like, you know, as a, a hope and a prayer, that would be something uh, quite amazing. Um President Trump, I cannot wait to see what he says about this indictment. Apparently, he's going to be speaking live from Mar-a-Lago tomorrow after he is uh, uh, submitted for the arraignment. But today he arrived in New York City and uh, the show of support for him in New York was absolutely stunning. And this is one of the reasons why the left in the deep state hate Donald Trump so much, because we cannot be swayed. Doesn't matter what kind of crap they make up about him. Doesn't matter how many lies they pepper the evening news with. Doesn't matter how many fake news stories by hacks like Will Summer or people at the Washington Post or the New York Times. It doesn't matter what they say or how many times they say it. We understand that a lie is a lie. We know that we are no longer under the spell. Of these mainstream media propagandists, and no matter what they do or say, we will continue to support Donald Trump because there is something special about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the only politician, certainly the only president, besides maybe Ronald Reagan, who they tried to murder, who has attempted to take this deep snake, excuse me, this deep state swamp rat and decapitate it right at the shoulders. President Trump's the only one, okay? All of those other politicians in Washington, D.C., they do not have my loyalty in the same way that President Trump does. I will never abandon Donald Trump. I owe Donald Trump everything. That's how I feel about this. I feel so strongly about the job he's done for America. I respect him so much. Everything that he has sacrificed, all of the time and the memories and the money that he's given up so that he could help us take back our nation? Never will I turn my back on Donald Trump. Tricia says, Red Pill, could you put that link to the donate website in the description here in the chat? To which website? Uh, are you talking about donating to me? Or are you talking about donating to President Trump? Um, I don't know. Think about it, Zach. Renting banana and kangaroo costumes to go to a protest. LOL. Maybe a clown protest. Did that happen? Did so- <laughs> oh, did that happen? Did somebody rent a kangaroo and a banana costume? Uh, that's funny. Uh, I, I, I didn't see that. I didn't. I didn't know that that happened. But here we go. Uh, we have we have morons <laughs> out there uh, that are protesting President Trump, but we have a lot of really good people who are waiting in the wings, like just waiting for President Trump to show up. They will not abandon him. I will not abandon him. I'm just a patriot said you said it right the first time, Zach, deep snake. <laughs> I was thinking of a snake as I was saying it, but I wanted to say deep state swamp rat. Uh, that would be good. Mm. Hey, LKW Cross, uh, thank you for subscribing to the channel. I appreciate that. I don't know why it didn't uh, tell me about that. Um, hang on, did I miss Did I miss something here? No, I guess, you know, it, it, maybe it didn't say it because you didn't also send a, a rumble rant at the same time, but that's fine. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. Yes, it would be funny, El, Elmar. <laughs> it would be very funny, very funny. All right, here is President Trump. It is beautiful, beautiful Boeing arriving at LaGuardia in New York. Of course, whoa, that wasn't normal. Joe Biden don't have his own plane. (laughs) Hillary Clinton, she might have a a small jet. (laughs) But Donald Trump has a full-size Boeing. He's basically got Air Force One right there, flying into LaGuardia. And every single person in the state of New York that has an ounce of self-respect or honesty recognizes what's going on. They have perverted the American justice system to the point that they've now finally indicted a former United States president. Bill Clinton is likely guilty of rape. Bill and Hillary Clinton are likely guilty of dozens and dozens of murders, allegedly. Hillary Clinton sold out American uranium interests in the Uranium One scandal. Uh, That's treasonous. So when... Big fuselage energy. I like that, CKLR. Esther G13 says, grateful for all you do, Zach. Much love to you and Lisa. Happy anniversary on your five years of meeting. Thank you so much for becoming a monthly supporter, Esther. I really appreciate it. And yes, uh, for those who didn't know, April 2nd was Lisa and I's five-year anniversary, the day we met five years ago. Um, I mean, we knew who each other were, but we didn't really like, we didn't really meet. This is the first day she saw me. And uh, I didn't see her for a couple of days after that. But yeah, Benghazi. At this point, what difference does it make? Well, you've got dead Americans at your feet, Hillary Clinton. I'll tell you what kind of difference it makes. You were solely responsible for the murder of Americans. As a result of your decision to kill Muammar Gaddafi, there are now open slave markets that exist in Libya. Black people are slaves in Libya. Why are black people enslaved in Libya? Because of Hillary Clinton. How's about that for war crimes? The International Criminal Court going after Vladimir Putin. Why don't you go after Hillary Clinton? Well, now there is a possibility that we can actually see something like that happen. Think about this. Before. They charged President Trump, Pizzagate, absolutely Pizzagate. Before they charged President Trump, everybody would have said, oh, they would never, they could never go after a former president. It's just not done. You just, you don't do it. Everybody knows they commit crimes, but you don't go after them because they're freaking royalty. These are American oligarchs. They believe that they exist in a separate world apart from us, the plebs. But now, a former president has been charged with BS crimes, crimes that are not crimes. Every single one of them is open to being indicted. We do have a selective justice system. All it takes is one prosecutor who wants to do the right thing. Now, I guarantee you, prosecutors all over the nation, are going to start looking at the actions of public officials. And if they want to get justice for the American people, they're going to start charging. And we're going to start seeing people indicted and charged all over the United States. We know the federal government has no problem doing it when they're going after American patriots. Uh, I recognize that our federal department of justice is so... I almost got him. Is so broken and corrupt that it seems like nothing can ever be done about it. But you can't give up. You always have to hope and pray that something will be done. Continue to work on it, okay? Continue to seek the change that you want to create in this world. Yeah, go after Obama. The precedent has been set. There is nothing that says we can't do it anymore. All right. So you may have guessed this already, but uh, as soon as this indictment comes down and President Trump allows himself to be arraigned, President Trump's attorneys will file a motion to dismiss. Now, they haven't actually seen the indictment yet, if I'm not mistaken. They won't get a chance to see it until they get to that arraignment. So they had this to say, we will
2: No
1: fighterflare.com
4: we will dissect it. The team will look at every, every potential issue that we will be able to challenge and we will challenge. So, as I've stated before, all of the like, well, because we haven't seen it yet, but likely all of the supposed crimes in this indictment will have already been addressed by past prosecutors and of course, Trump's lawyers are going to know that they're going to be fully aware of what his legal history is and of the history of all of these endless investigations that, you know, can you imagine being a, a kid born in this time? And the only thing you know is that Donald Trump is constantly under investigation, like what a life to live. So they're going to look at every one of them and they are, are, are going to effectively be able to petition to have many, if not all of these charges dismissed. There is no law at play in the indictment of Donald Trump. This is a personal vendetta by a man who is funded by George Soros. Donald Trump should, well, you know, I'm not president. I wasn't president. I would have liked it if Donald Trump would have stripped George Soros of his citizenship and not allowed him back in the country. Um, So keep your eyes out for that. And again, President Trump is going to be speaking uh, after his arraignment tomorrow. Now, one thing that the media wants, and I said this earlier, they they want their memeable moment. They want the video clips. They want the pictures. They want the mugshot. They want the Trump in handcuffs. They want him in the courtroom sitting on the defense side. And, of course, President Trump's lawyers are fighting to keep the quick cameras out of the courtroom. Uh, they said, we submit that the media request should be denied because it will create a circus-like atmosphere at the arraignment, raise unique security concerns, and is inconsistent with President Trump's presumption of innocence. I would say that the judge and the prosecution are well aware of that. And that's the exact reason why they want those cameras to exist in that courtroom. They want to make it appear in the minds of the people that President Trump is already guilty. Remember what Nancy Pelosi said? That President Trump will have the the opportunity to prove his innocence. Okay, what freaking country are you living in, Nancy Pelosi? Because in America we have the presumption of innocence it's in it's it's incumbent upon the prosecution to prove the guilt of the defendant the defendant doesn't show up and say let me prove to you that i didn't commit the crime you have accused me of <clears throat> The prosecution sets about to prove the exact opposite, that the defendant is guilty of the crime they are accusing them of. They will have evidence, they will present that evidence, and then the defendant will have the opportunity to defend themselves in regard to that evidence. And even before that, they are 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 they are mandated by law to be given all of the evidence against them. Read the Magna Carta, Nancy Pelosi. <clears throat> Oops, that's the... Wow, how did that happen? Okay. So keep your eyes open for that. Now, also, also, um, this is what I was alluding to in the introduction here. Um, There is a possibility that the judge may place President Trump under a gag order or attempt to place him under a gag order. If that happens, that will stop him from campaigning. Now, keep in mind, this is their goal. They want to stop President Trump from running for president. So, if they put him under a gag order, it will effectively stop him from being able to speak publicly. Now, his legal team, I'm sure, will be ready to challenge this in the interim. But if that happens... I think it will only seek uh, to drive the point home. Okay, Can you imagine President Trump uh, making a public appearance with a piece of tape over his mouth or a gag in his mouth or something like that? Can you think of the the T-shirts and the stickers and the memes uh, showing President Trump unable to communicate? President Trump is a talker. Okay, he is somebody who must be speaking. He commands the room. He's got presence. He's got presence unlike any of these direct, these Democrat politicians, certainly more than anybody who is seeking to potentially challenge him in 2024. One thing that I was uh, uh, very interested to know how you guys felt about it, but One complaint that I received about Ron DeSantis in uh, the uh, after he had learned that this indictment was possibly coming down against Donald Trump. People were angry that DeSantis didn't say that he wouldn't allow Trump to be extradited. But as soon as it came down that it was definitely happening, that was the first thing he said. So I just I wondered if anybody had any thoughts on that. Um. Yeah. Mm, a gag order is unconstitutional. White Knight 126 says it very well. Maybe this entire process is unconstitutional. There, There is nothing taking place right now that should be happening. And we are living in a mirror world. We are living in the upside down. This is unprecedented times, but this is what they wanted. They wanted to push America to this point. Hold on. My mother sent me a text message. <laughs> ah, okay. My daughter, too. Okay. Only regarding his case. Yes, only regarding his case. But I think that, well, it, it, there's, there's a, a, a possibility that it may be more than just the case. Here's the thing. The judge in a gagger, they can, he can decree that the person not speak publicly, that uh, they not give interviews to the press. Um, you know, we'll have to see how it goes. Uh, but if he does decree that President Trump can't speak about the case, that is also going to stop him from being able to use it effectively in his campaign. So. This was an article that uh, was released earlier this afternoon about a man named Matt Colangelo. He is an attorney. Apparently, he is a direct link between George Soros and D.A. Bragg's office, and he's connected to the Obama White House and the current Joe Biden DOJ. Now, it's been obvious that Alvin Bragg has been getting marching orders from someone. Clearly, his supporter, George Soros, is a very likely candidate. But it looks like this man, Matt Colangelo, could be the ringleader, uh, kind of the the central hub in between all of these various spokes on this wheel of unconstitutionality. Um, Mike Davis is an attorney who unloaded Matt Colangelo's name, along with Steve Bannon when he appeared on The War Room today. Now, in the interview, Davis said that Colangelo is the link between Biden's current DOJ, DA Bragg in Manhattan, and everything that they are planning in this BS indictment against Donald Trump. He was previously serving in the Obama White House and uh, looks like he currently serves in the Biden DOJ. And he has been brought in to create this indictment against Donald Trump using whatever fake narrative he can come up with and spin. Uh, This is very similar to things that we saw during the Obama years, and and I I just don't think that any of it has has really stopped. Uh, We had the persecution of conservatives and religious organizations under the Obama years. And then when President Trump took office, uh, they began to persecute him. And now that Joe Biden's in office, they continue on with the exact same game plan. So this guy, Matt Colangelo, uh, was one of the first people that Biden's DOJ brought in when he took office. And uh, he was directly involved with uh, the setting up of Biden's DOJ. And then a few months ago, He was hired by Alvin Bragg in New York, and this could very likely be an extension of the work that was previously being done at the Justice Department, that they were unsuccessful in bringing charges against President Trump. As we all know, this is a hit job. Uh, This is, again, nothing to do with law and order. This is all about targeting one man because he is so damn successful and because people love him, and they simply can't abide that. Now, this is kind of interesting. New York Mayor um, Adams, uh, he had some interesting comments about about, uh, the, the coming Trump arraignment, and then he also threatened to arrest Marjorie Taylor Greene and other Trump supporters. I don't know why he would threaten to arrest us, Is the implication that President Trump's presence in New York City is going to turn violent or are they just threatening to strip us of our constitutionally protected rights uh, to to gather and to associate and to speak freely? Uh, You know, I think that uh, an argument can be made for uh, either of them. But let's go ahead and take a listen to Mike Mark Adams and his comments.
6: Rabble-rousers, thinking about coming to our city tomorrow, our message is clear and simple. Control yourselves. New York City is our home, not a playground
4: for your misplaced anger. We are the safest... What about the anger of the people of New York who live there right now, who are essentially existing daily in a war zone? Uh, who are so afraid to use the subway or other forms of public transportation because of crazy, crazy drug addicts, which are just swarming the entire place? No, no, I, I, I don't think. I think that what they're doing here is attempting to create this narrative of the violent Trump supporters, so that they can attempt to create a scenario like they did on January 6th. I urge you, I urge every single person here, if you are watching, if you find yourself in a place where people are demonstrating, you must remain peaceful. We're not animals. These people are the animals.
6: Our city in America, because we respect the rule of law in
4: New York City, you know, though we have no specific... Th- no, you don't. No, they, they don't. They don't respect the rule of law. If they respected the rule of law, they would be going after murderers. They would be going after shoplifters. They would be going after the criminals who are making life hell, who are making New York unlivable, destroying your city, Mayor Adams. You're a friggin' moron.
6: People like Marjorie Taylor Greene Who is known to spread misinformation and hate speech? Of she stated,
4: she's she's never spread any hate speech. She's not spreading misinformation, Mayor Adams. You are misinformed. You're the one who's spreading misinformation.
6: Coming to town while you're in town, be on your best behavior. As always, we will not allow violence or vandalism of any kind. And.
4: Unless you're a representative of BLM or Antifa.
6: If one is caught participating in any act of violence, they will be arrested and held accountable, no matter who you are. And I want to, again, thank the police department the commissioner uh, for their response and for the necessary preparation as we deal with this major historical potential event that would take place in the city. This
4: time I'd like to... Mayor Adams is posturing. He is hoping to get a higher office after he turns in his uh, requisite eight years as mayor of New York. Mark my words. Mayor Adams may hold office at a higher level in the state of New York after this, uh, but he will go no farther because Mayor Adams will forever be known as the guy who oversaw the destruction, the full-scale murder of New York City. Now, this is a story that popped up earlier today that could have profound implications. I'm sure you're all aware of the recent incident where Alexandria Occasional Cortex was videoed with libs of TikTok. She pretended to be a supporter of AOC. She got her picture taken with her. And then she said, oh, by the way, I have filed an ethics complaint against you because you lied about me, saying that she had created a firebombing at a children's gender slicing clinic. That never happened. AOC lied on the floor of Congress. That's an ethical violation. That's uh, an issue for an ethics complaint. So Alexandria Occasional Cortex is dealing with that. Well, earlier today, she done effed up and she replied to someone on her SOC Twitter account. A SOC account is your anonymous account. You can be logged into multiple accounts at the same time. You have your public persona and then you have your fake account where it isn't connected to you in any way. And you go onto people's accounts and you troll them and you say terrible things. And believe you me, AOC was saying some terrible things with her account, Zaza Demon. Now, you can go search for Zaza Demon, but the only thing that's left now is copycat accounts. Because as soon as she was discovered, she deleted the account. And she actually used that account to solicit death threats against Matt Walsh and, of course, libs of TikTok. We don't know what other stuff she said because, like I told you, she deleted this as quickly as possible. So, this Burner account she was using to attack Matt Walsh and a variety of other conservatives that was named Zaza Demon. Uh, What is the meaning behind Zaza Demon? Well, obviously, a demon is an evil biblical figure uh, that is controlled by Satan under the dominion of the Dark Lord himself, Uh, and Zaza happens to be a disambiguation, a nickname for Alexandria, Zaza is Alexandria, Supercon Bro says, NYC Manhattan removed telephone booths, so DJT, once there again, can't escape the (laughs) matrix, oh, I love that, that's a good one, Uh, thank you, Supercon, appreciate you being here, okay, so, she got into it earlier today, with a username, real, real Nico house. Um, Joe Biden hates black people. So he responded to one of AOC's tweets, reminding her that she sends money to actual Nazis over there in Ukraine. Now, in response to his response to AOC, this random Zaza Demon account, who wasn't in the thread, responded in the first person, meaning as Alexandria Occasional Cortex. She said, LOL, and what makes you think that I did anything to support Nazis? You're delusional seek help. And then Joe Biden hates black people. Nico House, he recognized that AOC was using a burner account. He had responded to this one. She responded with the wrong account, because if you're doing things going back and forth, then sometimes it's difficult to recognize uh, which account you're getting the notification on. So she got the one notification thinking that it was a response to an AOC account. And instead, she done effed up. Look at this. Here she is wishing death on Matt Walsh, the creator of What is a Woman?, So he said, I came to the conclusion years ago that the trans movement is the greatest evil our country faces. I only become more and more sure of this fact with each passing day and more and more determined to oppose it until my last breath. So Zaza Demon says, you are a hateful little freak, and I can't wait until you piss off a trans person that actually is as unhinged as you claim to say they all are. Can't be a bigot if you're no longer breathing. Well, gosh, guys, is there any, any confusion as to what she meant there? She means that she can't wait until a trans, I guess, you know, murderer comes after Matt Walsh. Now, uh, she also called libs of TikTok a worthless C-word after a Twitter user poked fun at Alexandria Occasional Cortex for not recognizing Libs of TikTok. Here, someone replies to AOC, and she's, and it says, you didn't even recognize her when you took a photo with her, LMAO. And then Zaza Demon says, is that supposed to mean anything besides how forgettable and basic Libs of TikTok is? She is a worthless cunt, pardon my language. Now, let's take a look at this video from Nico House, uh, describing the situation Uh, as he discovered it this morning. This is hilarious because all of these things that AOC said, wishing death on a blogger, uh, calling a worthless C-word of a Twitter account who had filed an ethics complaint against her, this is big news. This is a huge deal. And were we living in a world where justice was meted out evenly, she would pay the price. Now, This might be enough just to make sure that she is forced to leave office. Uh, Maybe, maybe people can call her office and speak to her aides and tell them how upset they are uh, that uh, that she was out there acting outside of the rules of decorum. I don't know. I'm not saying that you should call AOC's office or send her emails or anything like that. I would never do that.
7: Y'all are never going to believe this. So here I am, minding my own business, going around Twitter, calling out politicians, blatant hypocrisy like I normally do. And I come across a video from AOC. So in this particular video, AOC meets the creator of Libs of TikTok for the second time. But this time she had super outraged. She said, you're actually transphobic and I want to share any space with you. And she was like super brave all of a sudden. Right? So... <laughs> So I just reminded her that she isn't actually all that brave, and she's actually not all that much of an ally, and she's not as averse to bigots as she pretends to be at times, right? So as you can see right here, I said, but you vote to send money to Nazis and to fund the Israeli apartheid, but at least you stood up to a TikTok star. And this account randomly responds to me saying, lol, and what makes you think that I did anything to support Nazis? You're delusional. Seek help. Obviously, I thought that was a little bit peculiar because all of a sudden this random account speaking in first person when I'm directly responding to AOC and like, why would I think a random account is sending money to Nazis? Right. So I was like, maybe I'm just tripping. Then she responds again. It says and hiding behind being a TikTok star, like, I don't know. You get over
4: yourself. Okay. So why are you naked forces? I can't wait until nothing comes of it. I roll. Who controls the House of Representatives? Oh, yeah. The Republicans. The Republicans control the House of Representatives. That means the Speaker of the House could have AOC sanctioned. Uh, He could have her committee assignments stripped away from her. He could marginalize her in the same way they marginalized Marjorie Taylor Greene at the start of her career. So I, I don't know what's going to come of it, uh, but I know that there are things that can happen. Now, if you believe nothing will happen, then that's fine. Um, but, uh, but I, again, I, as I said at the beginning of the show, I am the person least likely to be blackpilled. Uh, I will never give up hope that justice will finally be meted out here in America in an even sense, that the people who have committed heinous acts uh, are going to receive that which they have put out into the world, okay? You reap what you sow, and Alexandria Occasional Cortex might be reaping something here as a result of it.
7: I was confused, so they, they responded twice. So as I begin to put the pieces together, I'm like, let me check if they deleted the tweets
4: because I think that I just figured out some shit. Okay, so take a look at that. So this is important. And because it shows us the two replies from this one account. First, it says, and hiding behind a TikTok star like, I don't know, you get over yourself, LMAO. That right there was meant to be in the voice of Zaza Demon. And then AOC, thinking she's responding as AOC, says, LOL, and what makes you think that I did anything to support Nazis? You're delusional seek help. And then, very quickly, she recognized that she had screwed up and that she had replied twice from the same account, not her AOC account.
7: Y'all, yeah. she deleted the tweet. <laughs> So it was in this moment that I realized we have just found one of AOC's burner accounts.
4: She's probably and got what more. Makes it
7: like, even worse. Is rights. that immediately once I, when she realized that I figured it out, blocked with the burner account. But once the once my tweet started getting too much traction. She deleted the account. Well, first, she deleted thousands of tweets. Then she deleted the account altogether.
4: So there is a pattern of behavior that would indicate she's trying to cover something up. Deleting all of the tweets and then disabling the account account altogether. Now, I will also say the at is Zaza Mocha. Zaza Smoka. I think that's probably because AOC gets down with the green, if I had to guess. All right. Now, is there anyone here? Is there anyone here who's a fan of Bud Light or Budweiser? I'd like, uh, well, you don't have to tell me in the chat. Because if you are, I'm going to suggest that you will not be a fan for much longer. Whether you're a man or a woman or a woman pretending to be a man pretending to be a woman, Budweiser is done, okay? I don't drink alcohol. I don't drink alcohol, and I haven't drank for over five years, and I will never drink again because when I drink, bad things happen. Uh, I don't like who I become when I drink, and the people I love don't like who I become when I drink. So this is an easy choice for me. Hashtag boycott Budweiser. You may have seen this today because the brand new face of Budweiser is the female impersonator Dylan Mulvaney, a transgender pervert who is brainwashing children on TikTok with their 365 days of girlhood (laughs) tranny fluid. (laughs) Yes, Budweiser trannied up. You might believe that this is a joke. But apparently, it's not. Dylan Mulvaney is the new face of Budweiser beer. What's really interesting is that uh, this this person, Ali London, who is themselves like trans Korean, it's very interesting. They have a book coming out. I actually want to read it because I want to know uh, like how their mind has changed, like since they did this. This guy, Ali London, got plastic surgery to make himself look like somebody from this. Korean boy band. I think it's like B2T, B2K two or B2T or something like that. I don't know. It's a weird thing. But even Ali London recognizes the danger inherent in the message that Dylan Mulvaney pushes out. Also, the inherently offensive nature of Dylan Mulvaney's message. Dylan Mulvaney as part of this trans agenda is attempting to erase biological women from planet Earth altogether. Now, Budweiser made a special edition Dylan Mulvaney can to celebrate the 365 days of girlhood. Now, one thing that's odd about this, you know, girlhood, I mean, it sounds immature. You know, you've got women and girls. Girls are immature women, underage women, perhaps. Dylan Mulvaney wants to pretend to be a girl and propagandize to your children about cutting your body surgically so that you can pretend the it's the ultimate LARP. It's the ultimate live-action role play. I know that there are plenty of people out there who have gotten plastic surgery, and I am critical of plastic surgery. I think that it creates more problems than it solves. But I also know that there are a lot of people out there Uh, who have benefited from plastic surgery. Um, My problem is that society today is pushing plastic surgery as the solution for so many things. Don't feel like people appreciate you or understand you as a man. Well, get some implants and some laser resurfacing of your skin and maybe a facial feminization surgery and see how you feel. Well, the only problem is once all that stuff has been done, how you can't go back. Okay, you can get those implants out. You're you're probably not going to grow a beard, again, (laughs) but your face isn't going to change. Dylan Mulvaney got facial surgery to make themselves look more like a woman. But there's like that uncanny valley aspect to it where it doesn't look right. And it's kind of gross impressive carrying skills right i got some bud lights for us so i kept hearing about this thing called march madness and i thought we were all just having a so my question to you is is uh is budweiser are they going to continue to exist as a company i mean they have offended every single woman uh they have alienated every man who still drank their beer. You know, it wasn't even good beer when I drank it. It was like the kind of stuff that you drank when you were tailgating or if you didn't have money to get good beer. (laughs) But look at this. Look at this. this. This is this is what passes for womanhood nowadays. Like if I were a woman, I would be so offended because they are essentially telling you that you don't matter that they don't need you anymore. Only thing they need, look at this, all of these people, Bud Tom Fitton, Bud Light promoting misogynistic transgender extremist whose content regularly targets minors. Dylan Mulvaney is trying to brainwash your children. So long, Bud Light. It was nice knowing you. I'm just fine boycotting Bud Light. Disgusting boycott Bud Light. Never drinking this product again. Now, this person, oh my God, this is this is one of their TikTok videos where you can see that they have kind of created, oh God, they've created this identity for themselves which is obsessed with elements of childhood and pretending to be a woman. And it is very disturbing. Um, now, on the note of womanhood and what it means to be a woman you would think that i mean it's easy like that question it shouldn't be something that you should have any problems answering but the prime minister of new zealand was actually this is the new one replacing jacinda arden well actually before we watch this one do you remember this one jacinda jacinda arden walking down the hallway
0: or it is too late. I found a thing under the pile of clothes in your room.
4: What is that thing?
6: We may never
4: identify. All right. Michelle Obama 2.0. Jacinda Arden definitely, definitely is packing heat, okay? She's got a package under that dress uh, that no woman should have, and that no woman actually has. And look, she's just swinging, just swinging along. So the new prime minister of New Zealand was asked to define what a woman is, and he could not define what a woman is. It it was a stunning, stunning display of stupidity and uh, woke culture coming through. Take a listen to this. Sean.
8: Um, I just wanted to ask you, uh, given comments by Keir Starmer in Britain, how do you and how does this government define a woman? Oh. Um, I, to be honest, Sean, that's, that, that question's come slightly out of left field for, for me. Um, the, well, biology, sex, gender. Um, People define themselves. People define their own genders. Keir Starmer has said that he <laughs> believes 99.9% of women do not have penises, and I know it's a strange thing for him to say. But given recent <laughs> events in New Zealand, I'd ask again: How do you define w- what a woman is? Well, as I've, I, I think as I've just indicated, I wasn't expecting that question, so it's not something that I've um, you know formulated, pre-formulated an answer on. But um, in terms of identity,
4: Can you imagine, can you imagine world leaders today cannot answer a very simple question, what is a woman? A woman is the female of the species, okay? You've got men and you've got women. There is no reason that he should need a pre-formulated answer To respond to an off-the-cuff question of what a woman is, I would say 100% of women do not have penises—not 99.9%. People define their
8: gender identity for themselves. Self-identification. Yes. What about and if you like an official or a wider societal sense? Again, um, I think we, we have rules in place now. If someone wants to change their gender on their birth certificate, for example, there's a process That's that they go asking. through in order to do that. Um, I haven't got all of the, I haven't got the process chapter and verse in front of me, but it's it's available. Anybody can look it up and see what that process is. One so, um, follow up: you described that you thought some of Bozy Parker's views were abhorrent. Could you tell us which ones? Um, well, I, I think some of the. The views being conveyed um around trans the transgender community, some of the sentiment Air views yes, some like of the, the sentiment view that views. she's expressed towards the transgender community is abhorrent right. and in my view, well that they shouldn't okay, so Posey
4: Parker is, if I'm not mistaken, a pro female woman from New Zealand, a turf, as they say, a trans exclusionary. Radical feminist. Uh, There is absolutely nothing radical about her views. She is just pro-woman. She's pro-family. She doesn't want women to be erased. She doesn't want her daughters to have to compete against biological men. Because, let's be honest, they dominate. Men are built for physical activity. We will dominate women in every sport. There was just this thing that happened the other day. A guy, clearly a guy identified as a woman so that he could compete in a a women's powerlifting uh, competition. He kicked everybody's ass because he's a dude. He's a bodybuilder. Of course he did. Just because you say I'm a woman doesn't make you a woman. You've got XX and you've got XY, okay? Let's just go with the basic level, okay? Somebody wants to wear a dress. Somebody wants to wear a tie. I don't care, all right? You can tell people whatever you want but to force the rest of society to change what the fundamental understanding of the species is. The reason we've never had a problem up until this point is because if there was confusion about male and female, the species would never have survived. This is not sustainable. The path we are on right now will not and cannot continue forever. Because at a certain point, people are going to be unable to procreate. And it's going to be a major problem. Uh, Now, we spoke about the blocking of that, uh, or excuse me, we spoke about the drag show law that had been passed in uh, Tennessee recently. And this precipitated the attack by the trans-terrorist in Nashville. Well, a judge has decided to temporarily block that law just hours before it was scheduled to go into effect. This took place on last Friday. Uh, There was a group in Tennessee who filed a lawsuit uh, claiming that by blocking these trans drag shows, which were targeted at young children, that it was a, uh, a violation of their First Amendment. Can you imagine, can you believe the world we live in right now where Blocking someone's ability to express themselves freely on the on the internet, on a platform like Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or otherwise, at the hands of the federal government, blocking our rights to speak, that is not considered a violation of the First Amendment. But when you want to proselytize and propagandize to young children... Uh, with the bodies of naked men dressed as women, or over-sexualized and still dressed, when you want the right to do that and claim that that is your First Amendment right, no, no, that's not that's not First Amendment. Okay, that's called grooming, which is against the law. Okay, to sexualize children and to brainwash them—that should be against the law. Anyways, Thomas Parker, Judge Thomas Parker issued this temporary injunction to stop the law from taking effect. It is a first of its kind law. And if it is successfully implemented, it will set the stage for other states for the actions they can take to stop their children from being propagandized and brainwashed. But these are sex shows. These are adult oriented performers. Have you guys ever seen like a strip club or a drag club or like <clears throat> any of these types of events that take place? I mean, there are people with no clothes on. There are people with very little clothes on, leaving very little to the imagination. And, you know, it's essentially a striptease, like burlesque type thing. And to bring children into that, there's only one reason that you'd want to bring children into that, because you want to use that child sexually. These people here, that's what they want to do. <clears throat> and what is the wrong, what is wrong about putting restrictions in place so that adults cannot perform sexualized dance moves for children. So we need to wait and see what's going to happen with this. I, I think that it ultimately will be successful. This will be overcome, this challenge to it. Um, but it's going to take some time. So in the meantime, if you're in Tennessee, just make sure your schools, your kids' school, are, are not uh, performing sexualized drag shows for your children. All right, Um Okay, I'm going to end with this story right here, because I just could not believe it. Heard a lot about this over the weekend. <clears throat> so there was this little girl, she was in the 4-H fair, and she had raised this goat. And it was to be raised for slaughter. It was a farm animal. And the the goat was auctioned off, and it was actually purchased by like a state senator. Uh, but at the end of the day, the little girl couldn't let go of the goat. She wanted to keep the goat and uh, continue to to use it as a pet uh, rather than having it be slaughtered. So the mother of this daughter, of this child, offered to pay not only for the goat itself, but also uh, for any fees that would have been incurred by the auction house. Uh, and they kept the goat. They were going to take the goat to another farm. It was going to continue to live its life out on a farm. And instead of being slaughtered for meat, uh, it was going to be used as basically a natural lawnmower. There are people who own goats. They will rent them out so that the goats will eat somebody's uh, field down and, you know, control the grass and the weeds and stuff. Well, at the end of the day, the The state senator was like, OK, I'm OK with this. I understand the little girl is attached to the goat. We don't need to we don't need to kill it. Uh, the money aspect was taken care of. So everyone was made whole. OK, and the little girl got what she wanted. But instead of allowing this to happen, the place that was supposed to get the goat for slaughter from the senator called the police and told them that the little girl and her mother had stolen the goat. And that as a result, that was property that belonged to them. And so the cops drove like 500 miles to go teach this little girl a lesson, basically, so that they could then grab the goat, bring it back, slaughter it, and then cook it at a community barbecue. I fail to see, like, what lesson has really been taught here, except that when it comes to the overreach of officials and politicians, they're willing to do whatever it takes. Uh, Certainly, the psyche of this little girl was not taken into account. The money that her mother had already paid, well, that was not taken into account. I don't know if the mom is going to get her money back. Uh, And I don't know if the barbecue place is going to get in trouble for lying to the cops. But it's a very, very strange and upsetting situation. Here's a picture of that goat. His name was Cedar. And the little girl raised him since he was born. Okay. Seven months, she had him and she raised him. And, you know, I I mean, like I am a, a meat eater. Okay. I'm a fan of meat. Uh, and if you have livestock animals, you're not supposed to, like, get close with them because animals have personalities, and goats, you know, they're just as smart as dogs, to be honest with you. I mean, they will act like dogs if you treat them like dogs. They will become a pet, and they will bond with you, and they will love you, and you will love that animal. But in this instance, they thought that it was better to go get this goat, and murder it so that they could eat it rather than allowing this little girl to uh, to continue to keep it as a pet. Uh, it's really messed up. It's a really, really messed up situation. And I just failed to see how anyone is better for it at the end of the day. Um, you know, and that poor little girl, you know, I, I mean, now this is the only thing she's going to think about for a long time. You know, I mean, they came and took her goat. Oh, Ainsley. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you cry. But, you know, I I was I was emotional when I was hearing this because I just couldn't believe how heartless, how heartless the authorities were. You know, I mean, it's not like somebody was out money. I mean, like there was an exchange of value for that goat. That goat was the property of that little girl. And somebody else had bid on it in an auction and they were paid out. You know, there is no reason that this goat should have been taken from this little girl, you know, and I I know that she's going to be heartbroken about this. I love animals. I absolutely love my animals and I, I love all animals. Animals are beautiful. They are just like love incarnate. They will always be there for you and all they ask is that you be nice to them and they will forever love you. Animals are a gift from God and i think that they teach us how to better interact with the world. It's like it's why they give prisoners, hardened criminals, why why they allow them to work with horses and to work with dogs and stuff because it changes them. It helps them to see the world in in a in a softer way and to understand that there are other things outside of themselves that are important. Too often, criminals are working uh, from a place of self-preservation. You know, it's like they think they have no other choice. They have to just take from the world because the world has only ever taken from them. And then they have an opportunity to work with an animal, and that animal gives them so much love. And it teaches them how to be a person, how to exist in society, and to give back to it, not just to take all right, you guys, uh, yeah, goat's milk is delicious, yeah. <laughs> Lonely German bullshit, I had geese and roosters that were shit birds. <laughs> they may have been, you know, were they men, you know, uh, and, and and did you have the opportunity to raise them from uh, from the time they came out of the egg? Uh, you know, I mean, there's always going to be exceptions to the rule. Uh, but here, let me go ahead and go through the thank yous. Oh, I forgot to hit the pause button over on... Um, over on foxhole hopefully this is all there is uh asquatch thank you very much for that can filter dog one says red pill 78 continues to bring solid info thank you so much for that sea blanche says yep winning porpoiseful thank you for the cookie filter dog one thank you for the cookie isaac truth says viva la trump viva la trump Doug Syme, thank you for that cookie. Space Cookie says, Much love, Zach. Thank you for all you do. M the Painter says, When everyone is talking about 45, no one is noticing Comer has all the goods on the family and Arizona Outlaws' dom. I don't know anything about that. Um, but yes, the investigations that uh, Comer is running, absolutely. That is all still taking place behind the scenes. And everybody is singularly focused on the things that make them angry. And when that happens, they get obsessed and they don't look any farther. Uh, FilterDog1 says, when is the wedding date? It is in the fall. Uh, We're not announcing the actual date, but uh, it's in the fall. Uh, Tempo420, thank you for the can. Sean Joe dropped a couple of cookies and then said, Zach apologized to Nate Kane and his brother for me for my bad behavior on Sunday night. Thought Stabby was a troll. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah, can't be Stabby is Nate Kane's brother. No problem. I'll do that. Doug Simy, thank you for the shades. All right, you guys. Uh oh, wow, Sterling Cannabis says my wolf is the best pet I've ever had. How cool. I didn't know you had a wolf for a pet, bro. That is awesome. All right. And then let me just make sure that there's nothing else over here on buy me a coffee. Looks like there might be something on Cash App. Uh No, there's nothing on Cash App. Okay. Huh. Okay. Um, And then over here on Buy Me a Coffee. Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. He says, uh, thanks to your show, I'm going to be voting my precinct vice president in South Carolina. I had to get involved this year. That's awesome to hear. That is so awesome to hear. See? Jeff, listen to me, my urging you to get involved, and he is doing it, and he is taking on a precinct committee position. Thank you so much for that, Jeff. And then Good Dog says, uh, a little something for all the great work and the shows that you bring us. Thank you, brother. Uh, Thank you very much for that as well. I really appreciate you guys. I will be back tonight at 1030 on Baseless Conspiracies with my friend John Harold. We're going to be talking about... Donald Trump, the time traveler, and that whole conspiracy. It's a great one. It's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. So I hope to see you there. If I don't see you there, I'll be back tomorrow at 1 p.m. on my own channel for another episode of Occam's Razor. So hopefully I'll at least see you at that time. So until then, you guys, good luck and God bless. We'll see you tonight. Make sure you hit that like button. We've got over 4,000 people here and only 826 likes on Rumble. Please hit that like button. It's the easiest and freest way that you can support the program.
2: E aí